and welcome to another Mid-Mitten Gaming podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, GM Jeff, and with me is uh, Squirt Squirt Juicy Juice. <laughs> fruit blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, fruit. Stab, it's stab, fruit, juicy juice. Blood. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, we got to edit that first part out. Uh, sorry. Uh, Just say a word for Jeff. He's sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. T- we got a fun episode for you. Uh, well, as always, we're going to kick it off with uh, some hobby progress plus whatever else Juice wants to talk about. So, Juice. What do you want to talk about slash hobby progress? Let's talk about our feelings. Um, <laughs> I feel like you don't listen to me. That would take about five hours and that'd be all right. Anyway, so uh, yeah, hobby progress. I've been knocking it out of the park with my uh, Haradell and just been working on those. Um, been assembling them like crazy. Also been trying to paint some Marble Crisis Protocol. I've been having a lot of fun with that this week we're going to be playing some bushido so i'm super excited about that um at a next level in alma there so mostly just kind of things picking up a little bit uh before adepticon which we're pretty excited about um getting ready for that and um mm-hmm. looking distraughtly at gw price hikes that's pretty much it well luckily we only play one of those games so, and I have a pile of models here that tells me you don't need any more, Jeff. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, cool. How about that you? sounds like fun. Yeah, I've seen some of your freehand. It looks really good. Uh, I like your freeband a lot. It looks looks pretty classy. Um, I too have been painting in, in anticipation for Adepticon, getting a number of things ready. Uh, one of those things is a Adepticon giveaway uh, as part of our uh, Freeblades tournament. So if you're in the tournament for Freeblades at Adepticon, uh, you will be entered into a, to raffle off a 200 gold free band of Ravenblade. I'm going to laugh when I win it. I will too, actually. Seriously. Though. I'll be like, 50 bucks, first person. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 50 bucks. I know. Oh my gosh, that's one of those models. Yeah, that's it's funny. Anyway, so uh, been working on that, been working on my free band Not as really. well. Prices may vary. Yeah, prices may vary. And uh, you know, one of the thoughts I had today, Juice, is I think I'm going to redo the basing on all of my my free band for Adepticon. Wow, that sounds like a great thing to do just three weeks before. <laughs> three weeks. Try two. Is it you? Yeah, the twenty third. It's yeah, the seventh. Right. So, I don't know. It's been so long coming. I just don't even recall anymore. How about three years? Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's been quite a while. So anyway, I've been I've been cracking on with that as well as uh, working on that O twelve commission, and that should be out the door. I'm hoping before Adepticon is the plan there. Never heard of that so. vitamin? Is it like what? O twelve vitamin? Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna pull beautiful blood. Anyway, uh, aside from Juice's indiscernible ramblings just then, that's kind of what we've been up to. It's been it's been Isn't pretty that good. The entire podcast. <laughs> that's the yeah, whole podcast is your indiscernible ramblings. Nice. So uh, tonight, I think we are gonna crack on with our 
Um, Check deck. Our free band uh, overviews. And uh, tonight we are going to do um, the uh, Looney Tunes basketball team, apparently. That's not what they were called. I don't know what they were called. It was Toon Squad. What's the Shack Attack? It's from uh, Shack <laughs> Attack. Is just the no, it, no, it's from uh, no. Da, da, da. Uh, this is the ultimate showdown of ultimate history. Uh, Shaq snuck up for a Shaq attack or something like that. Will Batman change back into Bruce Wayne or whatever? Yeah, yeah, that's, but it's not Toon Squad. Hey, Jackie Chan got hit with a Shaq attack. I can't remember. Somebody got hit with a Shaq attack in that, though. All right, look that up for us and let us know in the comments, people. Anyway. <laughs> Seriously. Ultimate um, showdown of Ultimate History. So we're going to be going over the starter box like usual and then going over some models that we think would be a great addition to the starter box. Um, so, Jeff, let's go ahead and kick it off with the Steel Fang leader. Do you uh, want to go ahead and talk about her a little bit? I do. But before that, Shocker and Wave Stalkers is who we're talking about. Uh, should be in the title as well. We haven't okay. written the title yet stop anyway <laughs> you just keep saying it eventually it'll be the title right um is it like juice do you want to tell us who the chakram are from a yes more so they are the isleborn they come from um the chakram isles just off the southern coast of candor they're north of the isles between candor and mershiel in the i think it's emerald Waters. I don't have the map pulled up here. I didn't have a chance, but um, basically there are a couple different kinds of chakram, but um, they were all kind of cursed by this uh, cursed with quotes. They were blessed. Yeah. Blessed, cursed by um, the deity of the islands, which is kind of like the serpentine deity, and um, they were known as the blessed. Uh, so they began to have kind of like uh, some features of the so uh, reptilian features, those kind of things. And um, the, the lore is escaping me right now, but they're also, other than the blessed, there's other chakram natives, and they kind of fought for a little bit, um, if I recall the, right. The blessed are the ones that can shapeshift, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And well, there's some that, that just straight up are always snake people, not just shapeshifting. The blessed are the ones with the gene closest to the original deity. Well, yeah, but the Viperion is a snake person, and he is not a blessed. What? World Anvil. Yeah, you can look it up on World Anvil if you are a... I don't know. I one think of... it's, it's Bladeborn, I think. It's not Blade, even the Bladesworn? Bladesworn. Yeah, you can yep. be a Bladesworn or above, and you can look up all this stuff. I made a new tier. Congratulations. Yeah, anyway, yeah, so forgive me, I'm butchering it. I read it quite a while ago for yep. in preparation for something, so... Anyway, they're pretty cool. Some of them can shapeshift between humanoid form and snake form. Some of them are permanently stuck in snake form and have lost their minds like the Viperion. Uh, and then others are... Um... Nope, that's it. <laughs> I think so, there actually are others, but they're rare. We're not talking about them. We don't talk about others. Copyright infringement. Um... <laughs> not long enough. <laughs> don't sue us, Disney! <laughs> Uh, so we're going to talk about Steel Fang tonight. Uh, right. So this is the leader of the of a standard Shockrim free band is Steel Fang, and of course you can always alternate leader and uh, 
that's always uh that can be a good idea or not. But uh, the Steel Fang, I like her a lot. First off, Isleborn is her faction ability that she brings to the Chakram. The Chakram player may place one watery terrain feature no more than six inches in any dimension, or two watery terrain features no more than three in any dimension, anywhere on the table after deployment zones are determined. One faction model with Amphibious may be treated as having the Ambush talent, but may only arrive in Ambush in a watery terrain feature. This rule does not confer the Infiltrate talent to the chosen model, so you can just Ambush with it. We'll talk tactics later on that, as there's some tricksy stuff that uh, Juice pulled on me, actually. We had to do some looking up, but it's, it was awesome. Anyway, uh... So the the Steel Fang is half snake, half lady, and uh, she is speed 6, Mar of D12, like most leaders. She uses a Razor Fang, which is a D10 sword with the sweep quality. Very nice. She has no ranged attacks. She is defense 5, armor 5, 3 life points, discipline D12. Her talents are leader, parry 1, dodge 1, Sidestep, Awareness, Backstep, and Slither. Okay, so Slither gives you Amphibious and Arboreal, so you can move, you treat Watery and uh, wood, Woodland Terrain as easy. Backstep after is a post-combat ability. Once, you're, uh, once the combat is fully resolved, you can make a 3-inch move directly away from the combat. Sidestep is, if you are missed while in combat, you can make a 1-inch move directly away from the guy who missed you. And then uh, dodge and parry, we should know what those are by now, but you can use those to uh, dodge or parry an attack. And her agility is a d12, so her dodge and parry are the same. And then, here's the, here's the kicker. It's, uh, it's awareness. Awareness is, I think, one of her better talents. Your response talents may be triggered by break-off reaction attacks and attacks originating from any facing. You may make melee attacks through any facing. So here's what that does for the Steel Fang. One, if you're engaged by multiple people and one of them tries to leave, you can make a reaction attack against them. They can still elusive you, that's fine. But um, you can make it to action uh, reaction attacks uh, hold up. Oh, no. Reaction attacks and attacks originating from any facing. Yep, so. Now I'm, now I'm stuck. Your response talents may be triggered by... No, I was right. By break-off yeah, reaction attacks and attacks originating from any facing. The other thing it does for, and this is a bigger thing, is... You remember her weapon, the Razor Fang? It has sweep. And she can make a melee attack through any facing. That means she gets to sweep... 360 degrees as opposed to most characters only sweeping 180 degrees so she can literally hit every single model she's in combat with so if you like super pile on her she can just go boop right around and make an attack against air one yeah she still follows hero, uh, heroes on her and all that sweep doesn't follow heroes on her do you have to choose a target though i thought you have to originate a hero target uh let's no. let's read sweep Sweep yeah. attack. The useless is treated as the same as an optional talent. Instead of a normal attack, if stationary, you may attack every model in contact with you could normally attack. You choose to attack each model in turn left to right or right to left. Each model in turn is attacked 
Marco is down. Uh, you ignore Hero's Honor. Yep, there you go. Yep. yep, so you ignore Hero's Honor for this. What you don't ignore, so watch out for this if you're playing you. them, is you do not ignore Protector. So if somebody yeah. comes in with a Protector against you, you cannot sweep because Protector says that you must only fight them, right? Uh, I'm not looking up Protector right now, but uh, Protector negates sweep attack, so you can't sweep while that's there. All right, the Neurodix is the caster. Protector is an enemy in contact with both you and one or more of your friends must direct any attacks against you or another friendly model with Protector if possible. There you go. So you can't just sweep. Will. Yeah, you just before can't we, sweep. Uh, actually, before we go with Mr. Caster Pants, uh, I want to uh, fix my previous uh, talk of... Uh, uh, lore there. So just a real quick, I pulled up. Uh, so um, the blessing of Shakamal are believed to be the unknown mystical event or events between a mystical being and the first men deported to the island of the Shek, or Shekasmai by the Trezorite Empire. So the first men are the ones, they're basically like prisoners and otherwise that the Trezorite threw onto the island. Um, so Shakram come from the Chalish race. Uh, there was an event that happened that added a therianthropic element into the stranded human beings, creating a race of half-human, half-snake were-serpents. Uh, Chakram are predominantly exothermic. Internal body temperatures vary widely. A more human resident that I can't even say a normal world. Or representation can be endothermic, meaning a constant body temperature. So it talks about there's the after and the adopted and the blessed, uh, the blessed are being the least diluted bloodline since the original blessings were bestowed. Usually, a more snake-like features exclusively wear serpents. Then there's the after. They're characterized by greater degrees of defects and can produce a wide variety of variants, uh, for pure from pure reptiles to pure humans to non. Uh, theranthropic half-breeds to pure animal strains. So that's where the little snake guy comes in. He's an after, technically. So it's not that he lost his mind. It just and it was a it was a chiller prison colony, right? Yeah, and the blood got muddy, muddied, mud blood. So that's why um, you have like full snakes and then some halves and stuff like that. So there you go. A little better history for you there. There's a, a lot of good history on them actually. They got a really cool history in general um and uh give it a good read if you get on world anvil so i just wanted to fix that real quick so yep so a narrow dicks the caster uh can i go ahead and talk about him yep cool so he speed seven d6 mar with a staff two-ended d6 we've talked about that a little bit defense four two av two life points a very standard there d8 discipline uh, he has a car D10 with water magic, 15 power, amphibious, immune poison, and water bond. Uh, so there's some fun ones that we haven't really touched on. Um, amphibious, uh, again, um, that allows you to um, treat watery terrain or deep water as... Um, what do we call it? Uh, it allows you to treat deep water as... Uh, regular i'm trying to read here treat deep water as very rough and watery as rough instead and treat other watery features as easy you are concealed in watery terrain so that's very important anytime you're in watery terrain you become concealed with amphibious and that's something i forget all the time because it's not something that always comes up but with chakram it tends to because the watery terrain features 
Uh, immune poison, you'll find out what that's for in a minute. And then water bond. Water bond's kind of a, a fun one. Uh, what it does is a caster with this talent in contact with any type of watery terrain feature can cast a spell for one less. The cost of countering the spells uh, remain the spell remains the same. So it doesn't add to the cost for your opponent who's trying to counter it. But if you manage to um, get a watery terrain feature and stand in it, which you'll find out is very easy here in just a second, uh, you can conserve some power. And you also, like we just learned, gain cover or con uh, um, concealment. So it's pretty cool. So uh, let's talk about a couple of the spells, Jeff, here. Uh, I'll talk about um, one of my favorites here, which is going to be, um, I guess, Inundate. I'll go with that one, and then you can do the next it's one. It's so funny you um, picked Inundate. Well, I was going to pick something else, but I figured I'll let you talk about that since you were so excited. Uh, inundate, though, it targets a non-solid terrain feature, and it, that terrain feature gains the water token. So it doesn't lose anything else, but it permanently becomes uh, gains the water, a water token, which makes it uh, gain the watery keyword. So it's pretty cool. You have a forest. Boom, it's a forest and a water terrain feature now. Now, that doesn't mean, uh, you know, if you have Amphibious, you can't... Um, bypass the arboreal part of it but if you have slither then you can progress through it just fine whereas someone with just arboreal no longer has you know train advantage there they have to worry about the watery keyword now so it's pretty cool also we just learned you know it gives you concealment as well as potential tokens for the caster so that's really nice uh, it can be anything that has a is that is counted as a non-solid terrain feature so that's a lot of things that can be you know, forests, sometimes hills, depending on what you guys uh, you know, designate are, on your board. Hill, hills are solid. If you want to, oh, okay, if you want to see all the terrain features that it it does in uh, twenty-two dash one, you can go to page. Wow, it's up there a minute. Uh, it's on page one hundred six. That's going to show you all of your terrain features and if they're solid or not or whatever so cool thank you uh so jeff what do you want which spell you want to talk about i really like splash it doesn't get i've i haven't actually ever seen it get cast um but i really like it it's uh you may split your car into more than one ranged attack <laughs> such as the total number of dice faces adds up to the number of faces of the car. So if you have a D10 car, which the Neurodex does, you can split it into a D4 and a D6. If you somehow up your car like through a campaign, you can split it into other variants. Uh, these attacks are D6 damage or minus one to hit if not directed at the same target. Uh, any target after the first must be within two inches of another target. So you can kind of work your way down i say that one's really fun because you can uh it's the only missile spell that you can like shoot out a couple of uh like multiple uh shots yeah, i think it's fun to uh maybe throw it at a couple followers if they're getting too close or one hero and hope for a couple spikes yeah. or something yep yep exactly against an enemy caster it'd be really good <laughs> Yeah, because you're like, here's two attacks, blam, blam, and then uh, D4, D6 is has a high chance of hitting a caster, especially for range, because they can't use their two-ended. So, yep, for the most part, yep. So yeah. I like that one. So, 
Um, and then there's two other spells we're going to talk about here. I think uh, poison gas and wall of water. Uh, I'll touch on poison gas just for a minute. Uh, it is a standard AOE with a D6 damage. One thing that's cool though is it gets the venomous keyword. Now we just read a minute ago that Sir Magic Pants here is immune to poison, and uh, what this allows him to do is, if the AOE is centered on him, he can ignore the venomous quality of it. Now I, he still takes the damage, I believe. Yep. But Venomous, as far as getting poisoned or anything like that, does not affect him. And uh, so it mitigates a couple different things. Uh, he has some other ways to put out poison tokens, and there's other you know, uh, factions that do as well. So just being immune to that kind of helps him and is, is kind of fun. But what I really want to talk about here is Wall of Water. Jeff kind of alluded to this earlier. But it creates your standard wall between 1 to 6 inches long, half inch wide, and 1, one inch tall. But all the wall, you know, must be within 18 inches of you and line of sight, half within line of sight, etc. But um, standard wall what, stuff. Yeah. What this one does, though, in particular, is this line or wall is a watery, rough terrain feature. Concealed models seen through, or conceals models seen through, it and cannot be cast on top of models. So what this does, if you remember back what Jeff was just talking about for the Isleborn or, or uh, earlier, the Shakram player may place one watery terrain feature of no more than six inches in any dimensions. Um, it's cetera, the very last line where it talks about um, you gain the ambush talent, but only in a watery terrain feature. One amphibious so, model can ambush out of a watery terrain feature. So what I did to Jeff, and uh, it's very niche, but uh, situational, so don't go thinking you've broke the world here, but um, uh, that's what I thought, and I was super excited. But <laughs> but uh, you can create this wall, and uh, if it's timed right and everything, you can ambush a model out of it, which is really cool. Now, you still have to follow all the ambush rules, which is very uh, dense. You know, you've got uh, no enemy models within six inches of it. If they're with scout, no tw none within 12. Can't do it within 12 inches of a terrain feature. So there's a, or not terrain feature, I'm sorry, objective. Yeah. Um, so that's very important. But, um, you know, it's still that presence of a watery terrain feature on the board. So it can um, be kind of interesting. Also, technically, if you were to stand over it, in it, something like that, then your model you can cast and get a, you know I, I mean it wouldn't matter at that point because you're not casting for two turns it goes away it allows you yeah, yeah. It, it puts up a rough terrain feature which is really nice and then you can if needed use it as kind of a haha -ha ambush point yeah yep it's definitely and it, it conceals models seen through it but you can still see through it so yep you know you uh with since you have amphibious for days you can run through it no problem I mean, you gotta spin the movement and all that kind of stuff, but yes, sir. All right, uh, yeah. next uh, one that we're going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the Viperon. Uh, this also comes in your starter set. Viperon has a uh, speed eight, nice. Uh, Mar D10 with a venomous bite D8 and venomous. Uh, you get a venom token, and uh, when you have that token it uh, reduces your endurance by one die level. Um, doesn't sound like much. If he hits a... F if So the venomous thing is, if he hits, he needs to... The guy hit needs to make an endurance test. If he fails, he gets a venomous token. You know, it's kind of like whatever. D8 uh, hero, a hero that has a D8, you know, goes to a D6, but that doesn't do anything other than, you know, make it a D6. A follower hit by this that fails that endurance test dies before you even go to damage. All right, 
A model that has a D10 endurance loses a life point if he fails his endurance test here. So it's a pretty big deal. Uh, Venomous is really, really good. Anyway, he's defense 5, armor value 4 with 2 life points, and discipline D10. He has a dodge. A cool model. Yeah, he's a sweet model. This is a gorgeous model. Um, he has dodge 1 with a D12 agility. Very nice. Slither, so he's got uh, amphibious and arboreal. He has uh, fast, so he gets to move a variable moves of D6 instead of D4. He is an animal, so you can't pick up or interact with uh, objects that are items that are on the battlefield, including loot tokens. But he can't find them. He'd be like, "Oh, hey, there's a loot token over here," but he can't do anything else with it. His. Um, and then lastly, he has hit and run. So. Hit and Run is another post-combat ability, you might see a theme here, where after the combat's over with, he can make an agility test, target numbers of 4 plus 1 for each uh, model he's engaged with, and if he passes, he can make an immediate move away from that combat. So he's speed 8, so he can, uh, he's really hard to pin down. Yeah, honestly. I really like the model. He's yeah, really he, he's great. He also clocks in at 28 gold, so he's... Uh, very nice. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the last hero in the starter box. That's going to be the Shellback. He is speed 5, being the slowest model, hero model in Chakram. Slowest model in general, I think. D10 Mar. Uh, heavy Falchion, D8 plus 2. So he's doing some pretty good damage there. We'll talk about more yeah, he is. in a minute. Defense 4, armor 6, which is... He's a big turtle, is, man. Wondrous Shell. 3 life points, which is the second most life points in the faction, other than the leader... And uh, the headhunter has more leaders equal. D10 discipline, which is fair. Um, here's where he kind of comes in and shines. Oh, parry one, tough one, gives him that extra life point. Hardened, tenacious, amphibious, and a strength D10. So we talked about the D2, D8 plus two already, so that strength bumps that up. Now here's where he's kind of fun. Um, you know, parry, you're pretty defensive. Um, but tenacious is where it gets really interesting. Tenacious says you cannot be piled on. A lot of creatures have this, and the Shellback is one of the very few free band or free blades models that has it. I don't know of any other. Maybe one. I want to. I want to correct you slightly there. Tenacious is oh, okay. actually better than that. Your defense may not be reduced by piling on, or the use of any non-magical ability or effect. So the Takar Hunter no. comes up and wants to lower your defense. He's not doing it. Okay, gotcha. That doesn't come up too often for me, so I didn't actually yep. know that. Any so non-magical awesome. effect will not lower your defense. Very nice. Awesome. Okay, yeah, that that makes a whole. So does uh, daze and all that kind of stuff doesn't either then? If it if it was caused yeah, I, by I don't magic, think daze does. But something well, else. daze gives you minus one defense. But like, if it was caused by magic, yes. So like, if I cast daze on him, yes. I'm talking about like punish. But from... yeah, if you punish him and he gets dazed that way or subdue or whatever, no. Sweet. That's awesome. So um, definitely uh, he's just a solid model at 30 gold. Um, mm -hmm. He's he's just a great defensive model. He can block lanes. I've seen these guys tank quite a bit of uh, damage. Hardened, it makes his critical damage against you threshold 15. So critical hit's still the same, 10 bomb, but... The damage has to do 15 or greater to, to crit on that. So, um, he's a he's tough just, not to crack. He's just a good model. I'm honestly, um, 
I usually only run about one of them, but I enjoy them. Um, with that, though, let's go ahead and keep going, and we'll talk about tactics and stuff here in a minute. So, Jeff, go ahead and pick the next model, the follower in the starter box. Well, we didn't talk about this. Do you want to talk about the Teal'c or the Spitter? I'll talk about the Teal'c. All right, go ahead, then. Cool. All right, well, I'll go ahead and talk about that. Uh, Teal'c is speed 8, being the fastest model in... Yep. Uh, D6 Mar, Bite D6, Defense 4, AV2, 1 life point. D6 Discipline, not too crazy. Um, he is an animal. He's a little kind of like hybrid raptor thing. Elusive 1, Fast, Amphibious, and he costs a whopping 9 gold. Teal'c's are really fun. These are just, I think, just good troops. You know, uh, animal, again, we talked about that. You can't do a whole lot of objective stuff with them, but Elusive 1 makes it... Um, Really good. The thief has elusive, and if you use it right, these guys can get out of the combats they need to, and um, harass in the combats they want to. Especially with speed eight, you know you've mm -hmm. got them in there supporting um, a lot of different good models. Like the steel fang would be probably a good one, um, or you know even the um, viperon, just trying to get the pylon bonuses, anything like that. Um, Tealic is great for it. I think he's just a good well rounder to fill out your spots, especially for the gold cost. Yep, and if you wanted to know how to deal with uh, the Azalakar, a single Teelik shuts him down if you use him right. Anyway, uh, the Azalakar being the demon lead, the big guy with the big axe and stuff. Anyway, uh, next we have the Spitter, Speed 7. Uh, and this is straight out of Jurassic Park, right? Except for, you know, is a humanoid instead of a dinosaur. But... Uh, here. Yeah, speed 7, Mar D6 with a D6 Venomous Bite. Very nice. Then he's got Rar D8, and this recently got a huge boost. Uh, massive boost. Uh, Rar D8, he is... Uh, it's a Poison Spit. It does D4 damage and Venomous. Very nice. But it's a Throne Weapon now. That's the boost. It's a 3-6-9 Throne Weapon. So they took a range reduction. But uh, adding in that throne allows you to charge in with him and uh, make the attack, make the ranged attack, then make the melee attack as well as part of that charge. Uh, defense 4, armor 3, 1 life point, d6 discipline, and amphibious. Clocks in at 13 gold. Yeah, he's a perfect follower killer for sure with between the throne weapon and the venomous and the bite. Uh, yep, because all you got to do is hit with that. Yeah, Sorry. but they fail their venomous. And you know it's a uh, it's it's a uh, TN four endurance test I think it might be a five but it's a you know endurance test but they're rolling a D six they got a fifty fifty if it's four you know what is the TN on that uh, it is check. poison endurance token it just says pass an endurance test so I'm four yeah so it's gonna be a TN four endurance yeah test. It, uh, for um. Poison specifically, your minus one endurance, minus one dice level for each poison token you possess. You remove all poison tokens if you are the target of an effect that heals a life point. You use a special action to take an endurance test and pass. So that's important. You have to make the test and pass with the special action. Um, the test is target number is plus one for each poison endurance token you possess after the first. So yep. that's so stack up pretty fast. Yeah, most, not all, but most followers will die if uh, they fail that initial endurance test because they lose a life point when they go from a D6 endurance to a D4. All right. Um, 
Juice, what model would you add? So this one was a little bit of a toss-up for me, but I'm going to say the new Trasilisk. And the reason why is I feel like he is your most well-rounded. friggin' awesome. That too. i got to hand it to him. Um, he's got four hands. Uh, <laughs> the uh, new Trasilisk, because I, honestly it's just a good model. I think it rounds out the faction well, and it gives you a really heavy hitter. Um, Shellback and everybody else can hold their own, but this guy, I think he's definitely like, I don't know, what'd you call him? Like an alpha striker maybe, or. Yeah. He's, he's a, like he's assault, right? Yeah. But he's also, he's actually a ranged harasser as well. Um, but, Is uh, it? you can't, you can't think you're going to waltz in and kill him either. Yeah. So, uh, he comes in at 33 gold. He speeds six. He's got two attacks. Uh, well, I guess no, he doesn't. Three. Yeah. He has Four. three attacks. Yeah, well, it's four if you count the throne. But anyway, he has a D10 with a cutlass, D6 plus one, and then two claws at a D8 mar and a D8 attack. So already on the charge, you're looking at some nasty damage right there. Um, on top of all that, all uh, he has a throne weapon, a D10 atlatl, which is a D6 weapon, has the throne quality. So I, he's got just a ton. You're just like coming out gunship blazing here. Defense four, AV four, so... He's going to survive all right there with that two life points, D8 discipline, uh, has scout, pathfinder, accurate shot, and block. So those are some ones we haven't seen too much, especially in this faction. Pathfinder's great. You can walk through whatever terrain feature you want pretty much, um, unless it's solid or you know, blocking. But so um, Solid is actually a line of sight uh, terrain, not a movement terrain. There you go. So oh, bad. Anything you want. Scout we've talked about includes infiltrate, which is great. You can get them up the battlefield real fast. And then accurate shot, that is one that I don't think we've encountered yet because he's one of the few... It's the same as accurate strike. You get to treat your armor as 5 minus X, or the in opponent's armor three. by... F yeah, hmm. if you get a threshold 3 to hit, the opponent's armor is 5 minus X. This guy yeah, has your armor shot 5 once. minus X would suck. I hit myself. Yeah, so he is... Um, yep. He is with that uh, D10, you got a high chance of doing that, you know. Yep, and he has a D6 damage there, so if you get it off, he has a 50 50 of doing a life point, which is pretty nice, right? And the block's kind of fun. Uh, we've talked about it before, but basically, he can forego um, one of his attacks. Melee I attacks. Yeah, I think it doesn't matter which doesn't. one for him, right? Okay, yeah, so you can choose, you know, probably a claw, but you can forego one melee attack to have parry one for that combat. You can block as many times as you have attacks to convert for it. So uh, he can get up to parry two then, correct? Or three? Parry three. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know, know why. I don't know why you, you do, do that, but... <laughs> parry three, but parry two might be pretty good in some situations, you know, yep. and then get a D10 attack back or something like that. So uh, for 33 gold, though, great model. It'll get you real close to that 200 mark, and I just think picking up one, maybe two of these guys is just great option off the bat because he's just giving you so many different options. I mean, you're talking, you could you can ambush with him, give him ambush, and then have him come in off the board and scare the fire out of somebody. I mean, any of that kind of stuff would be great. It's um, also a really good-looking model. So yeah, that it's too. just unique, I think, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Trasilisk, fantastic model. I'd pick up two of them for Chakram. Uh, the other thing I would pick up, it's one of two things. I honestly, I would just pick up a second starter set. Um, and I know, like, I've said this for Candor as well, 
But um, I I like I would maybe take the shell back as an alternate leader. I got that's not an original idea with me. Uh, I got it off of Andrew Potter. So Potter likes to take shell back as a leader. But if I take a second um, uh, starter, if I buy a second starter set, I can use every model in there except the Nerodex. And even then, I can trade it away, or I can, uh, you know, uh, paint it as a second, you know, caster. Or I saw somebody, uh, a Matthew Gooch, made a Nerodex merchant out of his second one. So he brought a merchant into his campaign as a Nerodex, you know, that race. And so there's lots of things you can do with converting and stuff like that. Um, but just as is, the Nerodex is the only model you can't use. So I would do the Shellback as my leader, and then I would take two Steel Fangs, because I really like the Steel Fang. I think it's a great model. Um, so i take two Steel Fangs, and then, you know, I'd have two... Uh, I'd have a Shellback, two Viperions, and then two Telex, two Spitters. Um... Otherwise, I might add a couple extra spitters, and I really like the Gora. I think the Gora is a really fun uh, uh, follower model follower. with a D8 Mar Cutlass D6 plus one. He's good. I feel like if I had the option, I'd go with the spitter over him every time. But he's yep, they're different. Yeah. yeah, he's ten gold. Spitter's thirteen. So I think that's what I would do: is pick up a second starter set and then uh, sprinkle in a couple of followers that uh, I wanted. But like, I would right. use both Telix. I would use both spitters. Well, even if you just pick up one Trastalus after that, you're looking at you're. I mean, you're pretty close to 275 at that point. Well, now just, I'm looking. You know. And now I'm looking at uh, Adepticon purchases. Huh. Oh my gosh! Hmm. I just want to run every faction that we talked about here. Yeah. And there's yeah, a box really over. That's a good job. For that. There's a box over on my table that has a bunch of models in it that I haven't even opened yet. It weighs <laughs> like two pounds or three pounds uh -huh. worth of models. It's not a pile of shame. It's a box of opportunity. It is a <laughs> box of opportunity. Is, that is exactly what it is. So, yeah. so uh, anyway, yeah. Um, so that's been our, our lowdown of the chakram. Uh, play style, uh, Jeff, maybe you can speak to this more. I think that they they want to pick their fights um, with the shellback and some other ones. They aren't afraid of getting stuck for a little bit, though. Um, I think overall they're pretty well-rounded, especially the Steel Fang. I think the main thing that I've gotten caught up when I've played them is there are some models that want to stay in the fight, and there's some models that don't. Um, so you just have to be careful with that. The, the Shellback, he's pretty tough, but some factions can chew through him pretty easily. And then the Viperion is good, great model, but he tends to die on me a lot if I don't have somebody else with him. So... Yeah, they're a hit and run faction. You want to pick your combats, strike hard, and then reposition to get into a new. Yeah, uh, it's very important to kind of map out how you're going to use the terrain to your advantage as well. Because as we talked about, every single model in this faction has amphibious, especially if you're running the Trastalus, get Pathfinder, you have Slither on a bunch of models. So it's real important to use that terrain to your advantage because you can manipulate the terrain too. Uh, permanently, which is something that most factions cannot do at all. So, um, you know, picking a forest terrain feature or something else that you like, hey, that's positioned perfectly by that objective. I think I'm just going to make that water. It could really help you out in a lot of situations. Yep. Yep. Just keep, uh, if you're thinking about ambushing, make sure it's not within 12 inches of an objective because you can't. Right. I'm mostly talking about dragon 
trying to pick the fights in that the mm-hmm. terrain feature totally. for yourself. Yep. You get concealment if you have amphibious within a terrain feature. So it, the watery terrain feature, you automatically gain concealment. So that, Slither includes amph- amphibious as well. So it does. that's important to remember. Yep. Everybody, like Ju said, everybody has amphibious. Uh, two, two other just notable models that you could pick up um, as we end here. Uh, the Snake Mystic is an alternative caster that could bring some spirit magic to you instead of energy and has some really interesting options, including summoning a Shalkarak. So you can bring her as your caster instead of the Neridix. Um, the other one is uh, the Zarfanax from Demons is a independent ally in the Chakram. And so if you want some uh, long-range, heavy bombardment, uh, you know, ranged attacks... You could bring a Zarfanex if you wanted to. Now, uh, bear in mind that you can only have one of any given ally. And so the Zarfanex would be, you can only bring one. You can't double up your Zarfanex with the Shocker and Wave Stalkers. But, yeah, so there you go. All right, well, cool. Thanks for listening. Uh, let us know if you're playing Shockrim and what uh, you tend to run in that list and how you, how you like them. And uh, we'll, I think all we have to do are Ravenblade, maybe Mershale, but I, yeah. I could have sworn we We're didn't real close. So I think, I think we just have Ravenblade left. And uh, yeah. We've been super excited. We've been enjoying these. Uh, if you have any ideas of what you'd like to hear next, let us know. Otherwise, we're going to probably start talking about some different tactics or rules and uh, just different stuff like that, diving a little deeper into the new rulebook. So... Yeah, and 22-2 is going to be coming at Adepticon, so uh, we might do a little recording at Adepticon about that. So Yeah, there's going to be some tuned. really sweet information coming out that weekend, so uh, just tune in for that, and uh, yeah, we, we look forward to it. There you go. Let us know in the comments what you think the new information is, because um, yeah. we're curious as well. Yeah, All right, I have, have a... my speculations. Heavy breathing witch cat. Oh, my gift. gosh. Have a happy uh have a happy night. Night. Yeah.